Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere. We talk about conspiracy theories and other things in that vein. Megan, today what are we talking about? Today we are going to talk about the Yuba County Five, which is described by a lot of people as the American Dyatlov Pass. Ah, so something similar to what we talked about the other day. Yeah, something sort of similar. So, full disclosure, I found out about this story from Reddit because I was looking at stuff for Dyatlov Pass. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly really feel like it's that similar to Dyatlov Pass, but a lot of people do. So anyway, okay. it is it is a really good mystery and it is very interesting. I mm-hmm. just don't know that it quite meets up to Dyatlov Pass for me. Sure. So, without further ado, on February 24th, 1978, Joe Shones was driving up a mountain road in the Plumas National Forest of Northern California. Mm-hmm. And he was scouting out the roads to make sure they were clear enough to take his family on an outing in the forest the following day. Um, do you know where about that is in Northern California? Because I might be semi-familiar with the area. Um, it's close to Yuba City. Okay, and, yeah. And um, Marysville. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. We've, we've been through there before. Right, right. So I definitely know what the area is like. Yeah. Um, pretty close to the Redwood Forest, I would imagine. I think so. Not super close, but yeah, as far as like, yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Just getting a visual picture. Sure. So he was, he, it's February and he mm-hmm. wanted to, to take his family on an outing into the forest the next day. So he mm-hmm. was looking at the roads because of snow. Okay. Uh, and his Volkswagen became stuck in the snowdrifts and the exertion of trying to push his car out of the snowdrifts by himself gave him a heart attack. Sure. So, um, he's up on a mountain all by himself. Stuck in the snow, having a heart attack. That's Poor guy. horrible. Yeah. So Joe sees two sets of headlights, one to a pickup and one to a smaller car, mm-hmm. and he screamed for help in hopes of flagging them down, obviously. And then he claims to have seen a group of men and one woman and a baby, and all of them ignored him and continued walking. Uh, wait, they were walking or... Yeah, they got out of their vehicles. They got out of their vehicles. They got out of their vehicles, got out of their vehicles, and ignored him ignored and walked him. away. Okay. Um, he then said that hour, hours later, so he was, like, laying in his car. Yeah. Like, waiting for this to pass, for himself to feel better, because he mm-hmm. was stuck on this mountain. So hours later, he says he saw flashlights and once again screamed for help, and nobody came. Did it say where the flashlights are coming? Like, from... Mm-mm. Okay. Just that he saw flashlights. Because okay, he was now, laying obviously. in the... Yeah. And, and, like, the way light reflects off the of snow and stuff... Uh, yeah, I It's hard I guess. to say where it was coming from. Anyway. Yes and no. When Joe started to feel better, he decided to walk the eight miles downhill to a lodge. Okay, yeah, as you and do. And he made it. That's good. That's why good we for have him. this He's story. A trooper. He made it, yeah. Uh-huh. And then on his trek, he passed a 1969 Mercury Montego, but there was no one in the car. Interesting. What about the, the vehicles that were... Well, so he thinks that the car he the headlights he saw was the Mercury. Okay. But he has no idea where the truck went. Okay, so... He saw, so how far away was, I guess you don't have the answer to this. You're not going to have the answer to this. I, I know the theme of my questions now. Yeah, um, I won't have the answer to that. Stop. I'm just trying to figure out, he saw the headlights. I was like picturing in my head, they got pretty close. They stopped pretty closely. And then, uh, well, he had to yell for them. So they couldn't have been that close. Well, he's in his car. But he got out of the car, I think is what everything said to yell for the people. Okay. Okay. Cause he saw the headlights and was like, Oh, people. Okay. Well, I was assuming he was in the car. Anyway. Okay, so then they walk past him in the car. Or was he outside of the car? 
I'm not sure. He's not even sure. Like, there gets to a point later where he was like, I don't know, I could have been delirious. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. like, from the very beginning, like, God, oh, trust a delirious old like, man. Like, man, he's having, having a heart attack. attack, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, mm-hmm. he made it to the lodge early in the morning on February 25th and didn't even think about mentioning the mercury until word was released in newspapers that five men had gone missing in Northern California and they were last seen driving a mercury Montego. Okay. Um, so obviously, like, he's not gonna think about telling anybody that, because he's like, I'm having a heart attack, and I've been stuck on a mountain all night. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, so... So... It turns out that Joe Shones became the last person to ever see Ted Wire, Gary Mathias, Jack Madruga, Jackie Hewitt, and Bill Sterling alive. Okay. Up there on that mountain, having a heart attack. So here's the, here's the connection. It's a bunch of hikers on a mountain. Yes. Snowy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... All right. Well, no, I understand the connections to D.L. Love Pass. I just don't think it's quite as monumental. Yeah, okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh, so the five men lived near or in Marysville and Yuba City, California, mm-hmm. which is roughly 50 miles from the mountain on which Jack Madruga's mercury was found. And all five of them had varying degrees of intellectual intellectual disabilities. Okay. So Madruga had never been diagnosed but was referred to as, quote, slow by the people in town. Okay. Uh or they had psychiatric issues and lived with, and all of them lived with their families who were vigilant about watching them. And no one in their communities understood how they ended up on the mountain, as unplanned road trips were really out of character for all five of them. Oh, maybe like, they were. That's not something they would have done. Possessed by aliens. Maybe they were possessed by aliens. I don't think that's how aliens work. I think you're mixing up demons and aliens. I think that uh, you're obviously you want you're to obviously the expert. So what <laughs> do I know? Obviously. Um. Earlier in the day of February 24th, Madruga picked up his four friends to take them to a basketball game at California State University in Chico. Okay. And all five of them were fans of and played basketball. Yes. And they had a game scheduled for the next day. Okay. And they uh, were to play for the rehabilitation center that they hung out at. So it's strange that they wouldn't come back because they were planning on playing basketball the next day. That is strange. Unless they didn't want to. Well, one of them was even like... He told his mom, don't let me oversleep tomorrow because I have this game. Okay. But then he never came home. Okay. So it is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, Wyher was the oldest, and he was 32. And Hewitt was the youngest, and he was 24. So mm-hmm. they range from 24 to 32. And their communities lovingly referred to them as, quote, the boys because of their intellectual and psychiatric issues. So sure. you know they're grown men. Everybody they just call was them calling the them the boys. And everybody in town, like, knew them. Mm-hmm. And Matthias had been discharged from the army due to his schizophrenia, which he controlled with the use of medication. He did not take the medication with him to the basketball game because he expected to be home in time to take his next dose. Okay. So some of the stuff I I read said something about him like, oh, he was taking it faithfully, and so it's weird that he would have left his medication at home if he wasn't planning on coming back. But other stuff I read talked about how he only took it once a week, and that wasn't a day that he was going to have to take it anyway. So I don't know what's true or what's not there because there was so much conflicting information. And unfortunately, this is also dissimilar from Dyatlov Pass because Dyatlov Pass, you can find a bunch of stuff about it. Like, everybody talks about it but this is very like yeah. quiet and there's not a whole lot it's out about, there about it Diallo Pass is a is about a bunch of highly intelligent people and sure. this is about a bunch of potentially not highly intelligent people people who are referred to as slow yeah. at least in those days right yeah. yeah so people with learning disabilities when was the date again uh 1978 1978 okay yeah, yeah. 
So definitely not woke, as we say today, right? As you say, I guess. Yeah. Um, what is woke? What? Woke? What does that have to do with anything? Who's woke? Because of the way that they referred to the voice. Like, we wouldn't use the same language now that they, like, used in the papers and stuff. Oh, so saying someone is slow means you're not woke? Well, you don't say slow anymore. You say, like, they have a learning disability. Okay, so when Let's you just say have a social so all I'm just try, I thought that the word woke meant something different. That's it. So when when you're up with the times, you're woke, and when you're like focused on social justice and you understand not to say things like that. Oh, I thought it was just like being aware. I mean, it is to a certain extent. It's like being aware of how you could harm people with your yeah. words. Okay. Anyway. Woke as fuck. AF, sorry. Woke AF. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we talked about his schizophrenia, and then the game ended, the game they went to, ended around 10 p.m., and the five men stopped at a minute market for junk food, but instead of continuing to drive south to home, they drove roughly 70 miles east of Chico. Interesting. And then on February 28th, authorities found the mercury in the same spot that Shones had seen it on the night of February 24th. Mm-hmm. Officers noted that the car had enough fuel to continue, but it had gotten stuck in the snow. Okay. The five men should have been able to push the car out easily, but instead the keys and all five men seemed to have vanished. And the families of the five raised money to offer a $2,600 reward to anyone with information. And they contacted psychics and they sat by the phones. Oh, psychics. That'll do it for you. Nothing happened. So, I find it interesting that everyone talks about these guys being, you know, maybe a little bit slow, but you had a guy that was in the military. Now, I know... But no, he had schizophrenia. He had schizophrenia. Okay, fine. Varying degrees of, of, sure. of m- mental yeah. issues across the board, across the spectrum. I get it. Anyway, um, the Yuba County Undersheriff Jack Beacom, or Beecham, not sure, told mm-hmm. reporters... Quote, this case is bizarre as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this all happened in February. Now it's June of Mm -hmm. 1978. And a group of motorcyclists came upon an abandoned Forest Service trailer at a campground site. Okay. And they went into the trailer and found a body tucked into the bed, draped entirely in sheets, like completely covered in sheets. Okay. And when authorities removed the sheets, they found Wyher, the oldest guy. Yeah. Um, his shoes were missing and his feet were badly frostbitten. Okay, so obviously they were up there. Yeah. No Get doubt this, about though. That. The trailer was 19 miles from the abandoned Mercury. Oh. And there was, like, a snowstorm that night and none of them were wearing coats and they made it 19 miles. Hey, determination, In the dark, you know? in the snow. Which they is not have been nuts. in one day, though. They probably huddled up whenever that snowstorm was and then went the rest. Sure, but to, like, not get hypothermia and die, that's, like... It's a little nutty. One anyway, of them's military. Sure, one of them is military. So. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next day, they found the bodies of Sterling and Madruga, four and a half miles away from that trailer. Okay. And investigators believed that they had succumbed to the elements before they could find shelter, and Wire and the others continued on without them. You know, there's a good chance they also hitchhiked. On the top of a mountain where everybody was getting stuck? There was already a road up there, right? Sure. People had big trucks in the 70s, too. So a big thing that they were talking about was that the, there had been, like, like snowplow tractor marks in the snow mm-hmm. next to that trailer, so maybe they were following the snowplow looking for somebody. But I'm, I'm trying to explain also a way that they made it 19 miles in that weather. 
Sure. Someone picked them up. Maybe. Them in their truck. They I mean, that's it. not something that anybody's discussed, so you're creating your own conspiracy theories there. I'm. Hey, look, you gotta. You know, if you want to be a conspiracy theory, uh, sit. If you want to be a conspiracy theory channel, you gotta make your own, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But no, I, I think that it's a possibility that they got picked up and went up the road a little ways. Well, but sure. So, but like four and a half miles before the trailer, they found two bodies, and they think that those people died from the elements before they could get to the trailer. Okay. And, and then the rest out, of the party kept going. Did they figure out who those two were? Yeah, I told okay. you. It was. Um, I thought you said no. Sterling you told me and Madruga. Oh, okay. I thought I definitely remember the the those within four miles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't bite me. That is not me. <laughs> I am talking to my guinea pig. I told him not to bite me, not my husband. Uh, anyway, so Badru- Madruga still had the keys to the car in his hand, mm-hmm. which is, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. And then Hewitt's bones were found two days later, and even more heartbreaking, his father was the one to discover him. Uh. So his father discovered his backbone and then surrounded by some other bones. And then an officer found the skull a few yards away, and the next day, the family dentist used that to ID the bones. Well, you know, maybe it's not so heartbreaking, because that's closure. That's true. There is closure there, which is really, that's something that's very helpful. Yeah, that's closure. And yeah, it could have been someone else that found him, but he knows that he was the one that found them. Sure. Do you know who never got closure? Who? Matthias's family. Wow. Military guy. Yeah? They never found him. That's right, because he's still out there. Uh, so they found his tennis shoes back in the trailer with wire, and police assume he took wire's leather shoes, and they think because Wyher had larger feet, and Matthias's feet may have swelled due to frostbite, so he took yeah. the better shoes that were bigger, yeah. which makes sense. Um, and they think Hewitt and Matthias may have left the trailer after the death of their friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Now it gets weird. Now it gets now weird. Now we're gonna get the weird stuff. A Washington Post article written by Cynthia Gorney in 1978 pointed out the fact that the car had no damage. So, quote from this article, This heavy American car with a low-hanging muffler and presumably with five full-grown men inside had wound up on a stretch of torturously bumpy mountain road, apparently in total darkness, without a gouge or dent or thick mud stain to show for it. The driver had either used astonishing care and precision, the investigators figured, or else he knew the road well enough to anticipate every rut. So this is the car they were talking about that they walked back walked past and was yep. left there. Right? And it was Jack Madruga's car. Yeah, so this is in the snow, though, right? Yeah, it's in the snow. I guess. It's stuck in the snow. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't have any scratches, dents, mud, nothing on it. Okay. Which is kind of weird. How heavy is the snow? How long had it been snowing before? Like, I guess I just don't think it's that weird. Okay. Did it go through rain? Like, bumps and scratches, fine. I don't know anything about the road. Like, sure. how... It well, was a it treacherous, says, bumpy road. Yeah. If you did it slow enough. Sure. Um, as soon as they hit a rut, they gave up, it sounds like. They got stuck and gave up as soon as they did. Right. So. Uh, Madruga and Matthias were the only ones with licenses, and the families asserted that Madruga was the only one to ever drive that car, mm-hmm. and his family claimed that he had hated camping in the cold and could not have known that road. There's mm-hmm. just no way he knew, okay. knew that road well enough to navigate it without causing any damage to the car, okay. is what pe- people are trying to claim. Sure. <laughs> This is the thing that really got to me, and you know how... Remember how I reacted to Into the Wild and I couldn't sleep yeah. for, like, five days? This is the same problem. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Wire was found emaciated. Uh-huh. And police determined that he had been living in that trailer for 8 to 13 weeks, and they determined that based on his beard growth. Yeah. And the trailer was fully stocked with canned and dried foods, but only 12 of the cans had been opened. Interesting. 
And there was also a propane tank that would have provided heat, but he never turned it on. And there were several books that would have made excellent kindling for fires, left untouched. Huh. And no one covered the broken window that they had smashed to get inside the trailer. And one of the inconsistencies uh, that the police were seeing was thinking that Huit and Matthias left the trailer after Wire died, but they had only found Huit's bones. So we can't know if he had was emaciated or looking like they had lived for sure. further 8 to 13 weeks like Wire had. Okay. So, like, to me, that's a big gap of, like, oh, we think this guy lived for 8 to 13 weeks and died of starvation for absolutely no reason because he was surrounded right. by food. and he was yeah. And then we think these two guys left the trailer after their friend died, but there's no way to know if they were emaciated or not because all they found were bones. Or, like, if they had lived longer. So I don't know how they're determining that those people left after Wire had died. Yeah, I don't know how they would either. Because... Yeah, that's, uh... That's tough. I don't know how they're making that decision. I don't yeah. know how they're making that call. Yeah, I um, don't know either. And I'm sure there must be some logic to it, and I don't know because I can't read the police reports. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's very little information about this, actually. Okay. It's, like, very limited. Um, and I was talking earlier about how they didn't have coats, and, like, Wire's mother made a specific comment that she had told him to grab a coat before he left for the game, uh-huh. and he had told her that he didn't need one because he was going to be inside most of the time. Sure. And so he managed to walk the almost 20 miles through the snow in the dark wearing a velour shirt and lightweight pants and no coat. Yeah, do you think that uh, maybe it was just a s- snap decision? It sounds like it was more likely... Right, well, that, that's the thing. It's like nobody really knows why they went that way. It sounds like it was more likely unplanned than it was. Yeah. So he never. It was obviously th- so this unplanned. was all before that game, right? This was after the game. Oh, so they they the left game. the game they and went the, the wrong way. Hmm. Yeah. At some point, you turn around. Right. If you're lost. Yeah. Um. So Aliens. inside the trailer, they found Wire's gold necklace, mm-hmm. a ring engraved with his name, and his wallet still full of cash. And they also found a gold Waltham watch, which was missing its crystal, and it didn't belong to any of the five men random watch Hmm. broken watch it could have been something they just found picked up so are there any like myths or legends about what's up there like in oregon we've got db cooper you know and people go into the mountains looking for db cooper and his lost wealth that's what's interesting is there was nothing like oh it's a yeti oh it's a sasquatch like none of that like that came with diot love pass Mm -hmm. so and i'm getting there I'm getting to what people think happened. Okay. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still just explaining. I'm laying the facts, laying the foundation right. for you. Lay them thick. Um, so, like, investigators to this day still don't know why they turned east in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, east was not the way they were supposed to be going to go home. Um, one theory suggested that Matthias had friends who lived east, and perhaps he had wanted to stop and, and say hello. Okay. And Madruga took a wrong turn on the way there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people point out that you don't make a wrong turn and keep driving an hour and 45 minutes out of your way up a mountain in the snow. No, you don't. Like, I mean... You don't do that. Unless... Of course, like, so, they're all... They all have learning disabilities or are... Uh, they have, like, schizophrenia. Yeah. So... Maybe. It also depends, like... I know I've definitely driven down the road and made the wrong turn and had, like, like, I don't really know the where I'm going. I just know it's in that direction, and I'm looking for cues and waiting, maybe hoping someone else will tell me that I make the right turn, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
then, you know, next thing we know, we're 45 minutes down the road and people go, I don't recognize this. I've been there. Right. I've driven, I've gone down the road and been like, uh, guys, are we in the right place? And everyone's like, uh, no, we missed a turn way forever ago. Yeah. So I've been there. I think that, I think that them in the situation that they're in, yeah, it's absolutely possible that they could have, they could have done that if they didn't really know where they were going in the first place. Okay. So then investigators could also never determine why they left the vehicle and supposedly hiked 19 miles in the snow to a trailer because they were five able-bodied men and they should have been able to push that car out Yeah, that I don't have an explanation for. And they also can't explain why they ignored Joe Shones when he called for help. Why'd you do that? Why'd you ignore that poor man? Yeah, I mean, I totally, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now onto the theories. Now oh, we're there. Now we're there. We're there. Okay. Um, and I have to give a big shout out to the Unresolved Mysteries Reddit community for a lot of these theories because they are just chock full of them. Like the most information you can find on this is in that community on Reddit. Okay. Um, so one of the theories is that the men were carjacked and or kidnapped. And this could explain the woman Shones claim he saw and the pickup headlights he saw as well. Shones claims to have seen a yeah. woman with a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And he admits that in his state of intense pain from the heart attack he was having, he may have deliriously imagined some of the things that he thought he saw. However, say he did actually see a woman with a baby. Yeah. That's, like, legitimately one of the oldest tricks in the book. A woman on the side of the road waving people down for help and claiming her baby is choking or something along that lines. And then her and or her accomplices overpowered the Good Samaritans that pulled over to help. Yeah. So some people on Reddit made the uncomfortable connection to the fact that humans are horrible and maybe some assholes took the guys because they were intellectually disabled. I absolutely right. That sounds like something that could yeah. possibly happen. Yeah. 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 I have a really sad, I have a little sad face emoji next to, to that. I believe my it. people so are like, no, monsters. And then um, other people think maybe someone spotted them at the minute market and decided to rob them. But skeptics of this theory point to the fact that these five men were very able body and two of them had military training. Yeah. And it would have been very difficult to overpower them. And they also know that Wire's wallet was found in the trailer still full of cash. So True. probably not a robbery. Um, uh, another theory involving Matthias's medication and schizophrenia. Reddit user Razberilium notes that in the late 70s, the medications Matthias would have been on to control his schizophrenia would have been a been hindrances to his ability to play basketball. Okay. So this user theorizes that Matthias stopped talking, it stopped taking the medication in the lead up to the big game on Saturday and had a paranoid outburst while driving home from the college game in Chico and made Madruga turn in the wrong direction because he possibly thought someone was following them. That would absolutely make sense. And then they end up stuck on the mountain and they get out of the car to the assess, to assess the situation and then Jones starts yelling at them. Okay. So here they are on yeah. this desolate mountain road and their friend has been telling them someone is following them and now someone's yelling at them. Sure. Matthias freaks out, the rest of them think maybe he's actually right, and then they run. Okay. And the rest can be chalked up to the varying degrees of intellectual disability and the effects of hypothermia. Okay. 19 miles, though. 19 miles, though. I still think even in that situation, hitchhiking is, uh, is possible. Sure. Sure. I don't think it's hitchhiking. I'm sorry, I just disagree with you. Really How do you think, think they made it 19 miles? I don't know how they made it 19 miles. They hoofed it hard. That's all. But maybe there was a truck and maybe somebody did kidnap them and the truck went all the way to the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. Special form of hitchhiking. Special form of hitchhiking. Kidnapping. Kidnapping is a special form of hitchhiking. 
case you didn't know. Kid hiking. So anyway, um, we're coming to the end here. Okay. We're in the home stretch. Home stretch. Home stretch. Kind of a short episode. Well, home stretch. Can't make them all 45 minute humdingers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and like I said, I really didn't feel like this one was quite as big or as interesting as sure. DLF Pass. There's no aliens. That we know There's of. There's no ghosts. There's always ghosts There's and aliens. There's no radiation or military bombs going off. There is. Well, okay, there was nothing like that in any of the things I researched. That's because the government did a great job covering it up. Obviously. Obviously. Anyway. anyway. I'm going to get to that a little bit. Let's here. do it. The case has been gaining traction recently in a blog post written by Megan on the Charlie Project. Oh, I have to pause for a moment to tell you guys that while I was doing this research, I went to the homepage of the Charlie Project uh, blog, and it's a it's a girl named Megan who writes a lot of this stuff, and uh, Megan is spelled differently than my name, and it's spelled M-E-A-G-H-A-N. I suppose it could be Megan then. Anyway, um, but she wrote about somebody named Corey that was a male, K-O-R-I, which is spelled like Corey's name, and I was like, Illuminati confirmed on this page. Obviously. Obviously. Something was telling me I was supposed to be researching this. Anyway, moving on. Megan's writing about this case on the Charlie Project, mostly about the fact that Matthias is missing and no one has ever found him, and where the fuck did he go? Because mm-hmm. that's something that I kind of forgot about through the whole story of, like, why did they go up on that mountain to begin with? They never found one of the guys. The one with military training. The one yeah. who potentially could have had survival training. Where'd he go? He killed them all. He ate them. Well, that's the thing, is that, like, one person definitely had to have been alive. To drape the sheet over... Yeah, of course. Over Wyher, right? Yeah. And then they found Matthias's shoes, and then Guy Wyher's shoes were missing, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Matthias had to have taken those shoes. That obviously. just seems like the only answer, right? That makes sense. So, he was alive at the end. Who knows if the other ones were? We don't know. But yeah. he was alive, so where'd he go? It's a big forest. He's a Sasquatch. He's he a became sa- Sasquatch. Yeah. Duh. Uh, well, that wasn't what I was going at when I said it's a big forest. I mean, <laughs> what I meant to say was more along the lines of, they're lucky they found the things they did. In 1970s, though, they never, like, they never, ever, ever found him? Well, I mean, by now, he could, his body could be... Completely decomposed. Could completely, right. be, well, not the bones, but imagine now, maybe he was under a tree. Yeah. And fall hit, and he, then he was covered in leaves, and then he was covered in more leaves the next fall, and then <laughs> before we know it, he's... You know, he's six feet deep just from natural right, sure. uh, occurring erosion and change of I the like mountain. the idea that he turned into a Sasquatch a whole lot better. I mean... Maybe he's a tree spirit. I think he killed him and ate him and was like, I can never go back. You think? Yeah. You think it was part of, like, some sort of psychological break? Yeah. That's what okay. It was. Anyway, we got... I still have one more thing to tell you. I mean, okay. Sure. Um... So I'm reading this blog post, and I'm reading through the comments, because I find all sorts of interesting things in comments on all of the things. Yes. And there's a user who claims to be married to Jack Hewitt's brother. Mm-hmm. 
And she claims that there is a lot of evidence that the police have covered up. Government cover-ups. Of course. And that people who were willing to come forward with information have turned up dead. <gasps> I know. And supposedly there were baby blankets in the car, which mm -hmm. is information that the police department covered up. And it connects back to Joe Shones' assertion that he saw a woman with a baby, baby on the mountain yeah. that night. Mm -hmm. And she also points to, to the fact that the mystery never appeared on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries because they couldn't get all five families to agree to it. And she points to the idea that the families were afraid of something and the families have talked about a town bully for years, claiming that the boys had been essentially been forced up the mountain by this town bully. And there was a man who died from some kind of poisoning who had wanted to come forward with information regarding the place and his death was ruled a suicide. And none of this is corroborated. None of it's it. It's just like random, random comments on this blog post by a woman who claims to be part of the family. Yeah. She left some contact information, like Facebook contact information in the comments and I did try really hard to reach out to her. I found her on Facebook. I messaged her. I was like, hey, look, we're doing a podcast on this. I'd really love your take on it. I'd like mm -hmm. to know more about these like little breadcrumbs that you're leaving for people who and we like no one's ever heard any of this stuff yeah like it's completely uncorroborated i couldn't find it anywhere else uh -huh. and i got no response no response so, that's too bad yeah it's really too bad i really wanted to bring that to you guys and and it would have been very interesting but unfortunately all i have is that little bit from the comment section yeah it sounds project it sounds like she's probably not a real person and she just made some stuff up? Well, no, I think she's absolutely a real person, but I think it's, like, the desperate clingings of a family. You're probably right. Yeah, you're Because absolutely, right. like, her, her Facebook was very well fleshed out. It didn't look like a fake profile okay. or anything like that. Um, I she's think probably it's done just dealing with it, too, why she didn't respond to yeah. you. It's just that I think that the families are still desperate to find out what actually happened. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, because huh. nobody understands why they went in the wrong direction, why they ended up on this mountain. It was really out of character. One of them's never been found. And so the families are very desperate to know. You know, uh, I think if it is a cover-up, I think it's nothing huge. No, um, no Russia covering up, uh, right. you know, uh, Bombs. Bombs or lights in the sky, right. but it's something more along the lines of maybe the bully was a police officer's son. Maybe he was. That's true. That's a good thought. Something along those lines, and he wants to protect his son. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we were talking last week where, uh, about um, the guy that does the research on the past lives, and he's like, the answer is most often the like simplest one, the one yeah. that comes together the, the easiest, and mm -hmm. like... In reading through the Reddit ones, my favorite theory, and the one that I think seems to be the simplest answer, was the guy who said that Matthias went off his medication. Yeah. And was like, somebody's following us, go that way, and then they got stuck on this mountain, and Joe Shones is up there yelling for help, and they're like, holy shit, somebody followed us! I mean, that makes sense, And then, who yeah. knows what happened if he's having a break already, Yeah. and he's out in the middle of the forest with these guys, who knows what happened from there. Yeah. Well, the, the truth is somewhere, right? The truth is somewhere, but it is most certainly not here. No, we don't have it. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't have it. We try, but we do not have it in this particular week. Um, all right. So if you'd like to support us, you've got a couple ways you can do that. You can go to iTunes and leave us a review, especially if you like what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing, I think we'd rather hear from you personally. You don't like what we're doing? Yeah, if you don't like what we're doing, you saying you don't please like what don't you leave doing. an iTunes review telling us you don't like what we're doing. <laughs> 
because it's only really helpful if it's you guys being like, yeah, I like it. So we show up more iTunes algorithms and all. I mean, that seems kind of selfish, but put whatever you think we are, truthfully. But we'd really like it if you gave us the, the great stuff. And if you, you have know? a problem, I don't know, email us so we can fix it. And you can email us at the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at TTIS Podcast. You can also mm-hmm. support us on Patreon, also TTIS Podcast. And you can get really cool merch. Go look at it. Uh, the truth is somewhere.threadless.com. And you can also see our show notes and the pictures and all of the intriguing stuff at the truth is somewhere.com. And yeah. I think I covered all of the multitude of things that we run. Find us on YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube. At The Truth Is Somewhere. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. YouTube. So, uh, there's one. Yeah, I missed one. <laughs> Find us on that. Yeah, uh, it's the, the podcast on YouTube. Yeah, there's no video or anything, but if you prefer, vi- like, YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you can pull it up on your TV and listen while you do housework or something. Yeah, subscribe, thumbs up, comments in the doobly-doo. You know how it works. Doobly-doo. Yeah, that's what you say. Doobly-doobly-doobly-doop-doop. Yeah, and you point You, you point, point down. down below. Yeah, because that's... That's how YouTube works. There, there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's that. I think uh, I think we've beaten this dead horse today. I think so. <laughs> We're so sorry. I don't know what we're sorry for. I'm sorry. For? For wasting your precious, precious time. Oh, shh, don't tell people. Don't, don't let them know that we're just wasting their time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a waste of time. I am a delight. Absolutely.